0: Oh shit,
1: it's real. Okay, uh, tell me when you see it. There. That cloud doesn't move.
2: There's something out here.
0: What did you see?
3: and it's too quiet to be a plane
0: are you saying what i think you're saying
1: one you're listening to tv zone podcast movie edition episode i'm your host jay and along with me over on this side is a really good friend always love to have her on the podcast talking about the one the only the lovely Zena herself how are you doing now
2: jay i'm doing good thank you so much for having me
1: yeah of course i mean it's always good when we you know get together and talk about movies and stuff like that so yeah i mean and the movie we're going to be talking about i was like you know what i have to have her on to talk about this (laughs) so we're going to be talking about 2022's nope uh the newest jordan peele film um just real quick uh just kind of talk about the cast which is a small cast, you know. So uh I mean of course we have Kiki Palmer, we have Daniel Kalua, or as I like to call him (laughs) Kalululua. but I don't know why. Brandon was it Pierre? I believe that's how
2: I would say it. Yeah.
1: All right, yeah. Sometimes you know words names are hard and I do that sometimes. I butcher names but um (laughs) one of my favorite character actors Michael Wincott which when I found out he was in this movie, that kind of just amped up my interest level because anyone who's followed his career knows that he doesn't just show up in anything. Yeah. So seeing him in was like, okay, this has to be like a big deal. Really. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jordan Peele is already, you know, isn't a thing enough, but, For sure. just, but just seeing Michael, Well like, wait a minute, Michael Wincott's in this? Really? All right. And last but not least, Glenn himself, Mr. Stephen Young. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, he's always going to be Glenn. I mean, I don't, yeah. no matter. what. <laughs> he's always going to be Glenn. Um, just um, real quick, like, what do you think about this cast overall?
2: When I first heard about the cast, I was so excited about it because first off, I love Kiki Palmer, love her, and you know she's a horror fan. Yes. Yeah, so that's magical, and I'm I'm happy to see her at the forefront of a project. Mm-hmm. You know, the same thing with Daniel Kaluuya, he's awesome. He's in a he ar- we have already seen like him in, in the forefront and stuff, but I love seeing him on screen, and I absolutely love his character, which we'll talk about later. Yes, um, Brandon Perua. That's the, that's how you say it. Per- per- okay. Oh we'll uh,
1: just... yeah, yeah, we'll go with that.
2: Okay. <laughs> This was my first time, you know, seeing him. I know that he's been in the OA and he was in this movie called Dance Camp. <laughs> um, don't judge me. So yeah, um but yeah, he was in he's in that movie. so it's like my first time really seeing him though, because I wouldn't actually watch um, the OA. you know, I, I've never really checked out that series. Um, and then even with Stephen Young, like I, it's always just awesome to see him on screen. All very talented, talented actors.
1: Um oh well also too, I would say I forgot to mention one person. I couldn't go without mentioning this person. and it's basically like a glorified cameo. Oh Keith David is also in this.
2: Yes.
1: So which I know a lot of people is like How do you have Keith David in your movie and you don't do more with him? Which Mm -hmm. I'm wrong, because I mean it's Keith David. I mean the man is a legend, so
2: he is, and I I did want to see him. Longer, but it's okay. And yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Michael Wincott, his character. Oh my god! <laughs> well, we'll talk about it. Yeah. I love his character.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, 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 Antlers host. Like, what kind of, <laughs> first of all, that name is outrageous. But yeah, oh, um, like, sir, is that your real name or is this just a made <laughs> up name? Um, kind of stay talking about the cast for a second. Um, one thing that I really enjoyed about this cast is that it is a diverse cast and outside of Michael Wincott character and some of the other like supporting characters that we see later on in the movie our our main lead characters are you know they're the black you know, Hispanic or Asian mm-hmm. and in a movie like this that is kind of rare as mm-hmm. you know as your leads you know yeah. you, you don't see that too often and i really enjoyed that about this i'm mean, of course would it be in jordan Peele? of course it was going to be a black-led film we knew that but right. when you add in brandon and you have steven young and it's like wow it's like they're mm-hmm. the they're the ones who carry the movie yeah um, and everything so just like how'd you like how'd you feel about that and just like and overall about Jordan Peele and how he really like how he goes about with his cast and, and mm-hmm. all of his films so far.
2: I actually have a theory on that, but I oh. feel like it could move more into spoiler territory.
1: Okay. Well, so, if, it's spo- if it's, if it's spoilery, uh we'll, when we, when we start talking spoilers, we can, you can. Okay.
2: Know, like yeah. I have, a, I have a theory on that, that, that I picked up on, but you know, Jordan Peele, Obviously, he's so awesome. He's a master of horror. And I don't care what anyone says. He's a master of horror, okay? I'm saying it. And um, (laughs) a master of storytelling. I love the layering of this movie. I love how the characters interact with each other. I love M's and OJ's relationship. It feels like a real sibling relationship, Mm -hmm. you know? And then even when it comes to Steven Young's character, where it's just like, you know, he's a child star actor. That makes a lot of sense, you know, of him. Is that a spo- It's not really a spoiler. Mm. It's in the trailer.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, yeah, in the trailer that he's, you know. Oh, well, no. well, is okay. it
2: in the final trailer? No, no, it's not. So, no. but yeah, that's not really a spoiler though. Yeah. Okay. So I'll leave it at that. It makes a lot of sense. And then with um, Angel... His character, I love how just how he fits into it all. So I love the fact that these characters, they feel real. You know, Um, it seems like, come on, if something like this was really happening in in the real world without, you know, without stepping into spoilers, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. I would be curious about it. I don't know if I would actually do exactly what they did, which we'll get into. But I would be curious about it. So and I feel like we can all, you know, as, as the viewers, we can all kind of agree. You would be curious.
1: Yeah, definitely would be curious because I mean, and I mean, just going to the trailer, like the, the very mm-hmm. first trailer, you're like, okay, what exactly is this? Because I after watching the movie, because I went back and I watched the the first trailer that dropped. It's funny that first trailer dropped uh, during the Super Bowl. Um and everything so in the way they presented the trailer, trailers like they put nope over what well the spaceship and i put quotation marks when i say that you know that you know that mm-hmm. when nope comes like lowering down that's the spaceship mm-hmm. lowering down over the house right right and i just liked how that trailer it gives you nothing but it just it kind of draws you in because you're like, okay, what the hell exactly is going on here? Like, what is this? And everyone just said, nope, nope, (laughs) like no, you know,
2: and it's so fitting. It is so fitting. And you know, no, 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 I was going to say, and something else too. I love the fact that when it comes to Jordan's movies, it is such a, it is a, uh, what's the word? I don't want to say talking people, but it stirs up a conversation and I have, you know, some family members on my husband's side, they're not fans of horror, but whenever he puts out a movie or he's attached to a movie, they run to go see it, you know? And, and, And I know that this isn't like a full on horror, you know, but I just love the fact that people are open to watching genre films. Like, honestly, that just makes me happy. Go watch it, spend your money on these movies.
1: Yes. I mean, we we are getting back to that. I mean, here lately, it's like genre films are making a comeback and even like mainstream because I I would say like comparing to Candyman, the the newest one, Nia Dacovka's Candyman, uh, it kind of fits in that same vein. No, you didn't have to watch the original to watch the new one because it's telling its own story and how it's relating to our current social climate right in a lot of ways so
0: right
1: I, I like how they're kind of weaving in a lot of that stuff which some of those genre films back in the day would do that uh, you know in different ways um and that's why i always and i think all of us who enjoy and love hard way we do that's one of the reasons that we enjoy it because a lot of those movies from back in the 80s even some in the 90s they are layered with social commentary some of it's subtle some of it's not so subtle right and i feel like jordan has kind of tapped into that with his three films so far Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: I want to say this one in particular, but I will save the second half of what I'm going to say about that. For when we start talking spoilers. Okay. Um, so just let's say without going too too spoil, like without spoiler, if you feel like you're going to say mm-hmm. some spoiler, just say it's a spoiler. And I'll probably like put in like some random <laughs> sound bite or something. Okay. But Just like when you went to the movie and saw it and mm-hmm. just like, How did you feel just sitting there for those two hours watching this movie?
2: I felt very refreshed. Like I, okay, well, I really enjoyed the movie. I wasn't too sure how I was going to feel about it because I avoided trailers actually. I avoided like, you know, I think I probably watched the first one Mm -hmm. or like the little snippet, but then that's it. You know, I didn't want to hear anything else. I didn't want to hear people's theories. Like I, I, knew that. I felt okay. Wait, see, I feel like I'm gonna go into spoiler zone, but I just, I had a feeling it would have to do with, um. See, Jake. Now I can't say that, but, Jay, That's a spoiler.
1: No, you, no, you can't. Because I mean, it's. I mean, this. I think this is what. I think what you're gonna say is something that everyone naturally okay. assumed.
2: Right. So I knew it was going to do something with um aliens. Yes. You know. Um, I knew that. And then because of that, I just wanted to leave it alone. And then, you know, obviously with the title, like people were breaking down the title and it's just like, stop it, you know, (laughs) not a
1: planet earth. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I just want to watch it. So, um, but while I was watching the movie, I felt again, just very refreshed because I feel like Jordan's voice is so important. He, he's one of the, one of the most important contemporary voices that we have when it comes to film. I don't even just mean like genre film. I just mean film in general. His storytelling is on point. It's very well layered. The way the film looked is beautiful. The soundtrack is amazing. The characters felt real. Mm -hmm. You know. And there's been plenty of movies that I've watched. And I I know that you know this as well. When it comes to just movies. Or even genre movies. You'll watch some movies. And not that you don't have a connection to it. But you know that you're watching a movie. And it's. To me, I just thought that the movie was beautiful. You know, it was beautiful, but there was something tragic about it, something Mm. horrific about it. But he was able to just package it all up perfectly for our entertainment. And it's just like that is someone who is truly, truly talented. And I'm not too sure if people truly understand how talented he is because it's not easy. And I'm not saying that from experience. I've never made like a full feature, but as someone who watches a lot of content and watches a lot of films, I've been watching films my entire life. And as a film lover, this movie again, it just, it felt very refreshed
1: for me. I couldn't agree more and kind of staying into what you said about how the film looks and how it's shot. I feel like, one of the biggest things about this movie is its cinematography. Yeah, because for one, it takes place for the most part in the middle of nowhere.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that sense of isolation, that sense of you know, I'm 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 trapped basically. You know, I'm trapped mm-hmm. here. <laughs> you know, I I can't really leave. And it just, if to me, it felt like a I feel like it has like a little bit of a Western type feel to it. Mm-hmm. Granted. I mean, you have a movie that's, that has horses and one of my favorite scenes. I mean, it's is, and it's in the final trailer too. So it's not really a spoiler where OJ is on the horse and you have the spaceship quote unquote, right behind him. That, that's an amazing shot
0: mm-hmm. because
1: you're taking a Western type of feel and putting having a sci-fi aesthetic to it so you're right. kind of blending two things at once and like you said i don't think people fully understands just how great jordan peele is with his filmmaking mm-hmm. because like i say that's a great shot and i think yeah. you know the, the shot i'm talking about is i it's, do know it's, it's straight on like no he he's on the horse in the foreground you got the dog on ship right there behind him that's a crazy shot
2: it is and like, it's, it's like, it's all layers, like visually performances, sound. Like there's plenty of times when it's just like, you know, I watch a movie, but I'm not really feeling the characters or, ah, uh, I probably, I don't know. I'm not really feeling the way it's filmed or, or the sound track is kind of like trash, you know? Yes. But no, I mean, I literally, I don't have any like negative things when it comes to this movie. If you're someone who enjoys film, just in if you enjoy film as a whole, I feel like this is a must a must watch. If you're someone who enjoys genre films, then yeah, it's a must-watch. If you're someone who just wants to watch something new, <laughs> it's a must watch. You know, and I feel like, like I said, like I have like with my father-in-law, he doesn't really like horror like that. So he says, mm-hmm. but you know, he knew about this movie and he couldn't wait to see it. You know, he he I know that Jordan didn't direct, um Candyman, but he knew about that movie, and he went to go see it. He went to go see us. He went to see. wants to go see Get Out. Like I feel like that speaks volumes when you're able to pull people who say they don't like certain things. You know.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, so I mean, we can after what I'm gonna say here, we can go into spoiler. Um, how do you feel about the fact that Jordan Peele now is being? compared to my all-time favorite writer slash director the one, window mm-hmm. mr john carpenter how do you feel about that
2: i feel like honestly he he can he can be compared to him i feel like he is just like john carpenter is a master of film master of horror. i feel like jordan is and you know i feel like for some people because i'm pretty sure you've seen some people who are upset on twitter yeah on social media and it's just like that's real funny because no one had a problem when people were calling Ari Aster or Oscar they were calling him master Mm-hmm. you know so it's just like and he too at the time he had he had two films at the time and a short and it's just like you know you guys come on stop and I feel like maybe it is because people feel like he's too mainstream or I don't know what it is but it's just like he you cannot deny his talent well, you know like how people cannot deny john carpenter and it it doesn't it's not taken away from from john carpenter as a as a filmmaker as a creator you know and i feel like that's what people think that it is i'm i'm not too sure where they're coming from i mean
1: i i don't get that either because like i say i'm like i say carpenter is my number one i mean i always say that Mm -hmm. that 10 that 10 year run of his from 78 to 88 is i mean even though at the time a a lot of his movies they didn't hit you know at the time they didn't hit but he has a very unique you know collection of films in that 10 year span i mean Mm -hmm. we start if you want to start at halloween i mean you could go a little earlier to Assault on Precinct 13, because that's somewhat of a horror-ish. I mean, the tra- it is almost like I know some people can say what he says is like um, the Western Rio Bravo, because he says that all of his movies are westerns, which is interesting to me. Um, mm-hmm. but you can also compare it to um Night of the Living Dead, in a mm-hmm. way, right? With them yeah. being trapped in that police station. So right. but but if you start at Halloween you go from halloween in 78 to they live in 88 and those movies in between no they all didn't hit you know like audiences probably thought they would at that time but as time went on people kind of you know gravitate to some of those movies like the thing which is considered one of the best movies not just a genre but one of the best movies ever and everything you know doing stuff like that and how do you how do you go from that you do escape from new york you do a uh, big trouble in little china you mm-hmm. know prince of mm-hmm. uh, prince of darkness and everything
2: oh that movie
1: you know it's it, it, it's crazy how he, his mind worked and and things like that and jordan peele he does have that same type of way of telling stories putting social commentary into his film just like carpenter did right and everything and i, I think the only difference is, is that jordan peele actually gets along with Hollywood whereas Carpenter's like y'all you know y'all had a vendetta against me so screw you you know type of thing he he got to that point but mm-hmm. you know it's just I I didn't have a problem with it and I like the fact that Jordan Peele he himself said yeah it's cool to be compared to him but Carpenter is Carpenter I wish to one day actually get there so it's right. not like yeah, yeah. I'm yeah i'm on the same level as a john carpenter you know he's not like that and I, mm-hmm. that's that's what makes him really great too is that he's still humble
0: <clears throat> right and you
1: know
2: and you know what's funny too i remember there was a mix back there were people who were mad that they that people were comparing him to john carpenter and then there were people that were kind of like well you know um i don't really like john carpenter and it's just like okay well yeah, I saw that
1: too. But...
2: don't even comment <laughs> like yeah. what are you doing here you know um But yeah, like I I love the fact that what you said with him being, uh, Jordan being humble, you know, and again, to me, that just showcases his talent and the kind of person that he is. Because yeah, he could be like, yeah, look at my stuff, you know, and just be rubbing it in people's faces and you know, but no, he's he's not. He's still, he just seems very much down to earth that you could have like a conversation with him about films because he loves it and i mean even to be compared to like john carpenter like that's awesome
1: yeah so it's like okay when do we when do we get his halloween
2: oh my god that would be amazing All right,
1: and, and when i when i say his halloween i mean like him creating a character right. and it becomes this 40 year phenomenon type thing Mm-hmm. right this spans a whole series and we still getting films from we're getting halloween ends even though i don't think this is truly the end but that's a whole nother topic same all right so enough non-spoiler talk yeah. let's get into some spoiler talk so the first thing i want to jump into we got to talk about this whole subplot about gordy mm-hmm. oh <laughs> my god so what, what were you thinking when this movie opens with this chimp and it's like, wait a minute, what the hell am I watching? What is, is this the yeah. right movie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then later on when you get, you know, the whole story behind what happened there. Like, mm-hmm. just just hot, like I say, your thoughts about the whole Gordy scenes.
2: So, you know, when I first just seen that, I thought that that was Honestly, frightening one of the most frightening like scenes in you know one of Jordan's um movie. I'm saying Jordan, like we're best of friends, <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: but um, hey, maybe one day,
2: Never know. maybe one day, maybe one day, but yeah, like um, I'm saying that just because, like, you know, when it first started, it, it was honestly like I said, it was just one of the most creepiest scenes I've ever seen of his, you know, it, that, that stuff was that's horrifying. Then later, when they showcased it, like, and we were able to, oh, can I, can I go into this? Yes. Yeah. This is all spoiler talks. Yes. All right. It's, all right. We're going to break it down. This is what I find interesting. So then when we get to the, get to like the, the nitty gritty of it, we find out that, um, this is based on, uh, a, a, a TV series from the nineties. Um, and it felt very much like a nineties sitcom, you know, type of show. And the episode is, you know, Gordy's birthday or whatever. Mm-hmm. So this show features a white father, a white mother, a white sister, and then their um, Asian adopted son. And then they also have a chimp named Gordy. And the family, they're pretty much celebrating Gordy's birthday. And, um, yeah, they have him dressed up in human clothes. He's wearing a party hat. And so they have this part where Jupe, who's the... He, he grows up to be Glenn. I know that's not his name. I like calling him that though.
3: <laughs> hey, <you're right. laughs>
2: okay. Um, but yeah, he um he has this like little small gift and he's about to give it to um to Gordy, but then his sister, she's like, she comes out, she has this huge box and she presents it to the family, and everyone laughs. So it's kind of like Jupe is the butt of the joke, mm-hmm. type of stuff. And not only just with that, but obviously Gordy, like the champ, he's always like the butt of the joke with it. So it's a huge box, opens up the box, and well, before it, like the sister, she steals all the attention away from her brother, everyone laughs. Then all the balloons start to, you know, pop, you know, from the stage lights because they had like a um a real audience on set. Yep. Which because I think they used to do that with a lot of like Nickelodeon shows, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. back in the 90s. So yeah. All of a sudden, something just happens, and it just sends Gordy into some kind of, like, chaotic, like, behavior where he's attacking people. And so, basically, Jupe, hides under the table, and he's waiting for it to be over. And it is pretty much a bloodbath, you know? Um, You remember that shoe? And Ah. I know, like, a lot of people were, you know, what's the point of the shoe? I took that as, I'm sorry, I don't know why I did that voice. I took that as, you know, waiting for the shoe to drop type of thing, like the other shoe to drop, Yeah. you know? And so it's just like, I really don't think that the shoe was levitating. I think um, it was just, you know, sometimes I've heard this from people, like when you go through a traumatic experience, you sometimes just focus on something. Mm. And I think that that's exactly what Juke was doing, you know? And um, Gordy sees him. Hiding under the table, and they were about to do like a fist bump until you know they shot and they kill him. They kill Gordy. So a lot of people I remember they were like, they didn't understand that. How come he didn't just kill Jupe? Because, you know, I feel that Gordy felt that him and Jupe are the same. And like I was telling you even before, like the setup kind of even showed us that as the viewers, um, that, you know. They see juke as the butt of the joke. And that's exactly how they even treated Gordy. Yep. You know, it's like that whole scene, it was so tense. And yeah, it was supposed to be like a, an entertaining, you know, sitcom. You know, um, be, because of those balloons, it popped and it scared, you know, Gordy. I feel like that just, you know, that triggered something, you know. Um, it, it was like he was supposed to be you know, again, like the butt of the joke, he was supposed to be their entertainment and he's not that. And I feel like sometimes they, not even sometimes, um, but sometimes, well, okay, I'll I'll stick it to to that so I'm not talking too long. But sometimes I feel like, you know, when I think back on my childhood and I was watching like a lot of sitcoms, there were a lot of jokes, like a lot of series like that where they would always want the person of color or well, the black person, Hispanic person, Asian person to be the butt of the joke, being the sassy friend, being the entertainment, you know. And I don't know. I just kind of felt like um, maybe Gordy was just tired of being the joke. He was tired of being, you know, that sideshow for people just to view when they they wanted to see him, you know. And but yeah, I just kind of felt like that scene kind of goes into it 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 explained to me or showcased for me to be able to see when we were talking about the characters and how i felt about the characters or when you asked me about how i felt about like the cast Mm -hmm. and the characters earlier i feel like it kind of ties back into this um which we'll get into later so yeah um that's what i think so what do you think i'm sorry i talk so much
1: no 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 it's great um just to kind of go into that as well because uh, a lot of I, I listened to what a lot of people said after I saw the movie regarding that. And mm-hmm. well, first I will say this: that I know a lot of people, and I don't know if you did this, but I did. I actually looked to see, like, was this based off of a real incident that happened on some oh my show God. back in the
3: day?
2: Yeah,
1: I, I thought so. And especially when he brought up that whole SNL skit about Chris Katan because the first thing I thought about was chris Kattan was doing that whole you know him impersonating a chimp on snl and he would go ballistic and it was like was that based off of something that really happened granted i mean i did a little digging and everything supposedly it's not based off of something that really happened but um i still have my reservations about that um but that whole scene i know some people said that they felt that was the scariest part of the movie was Mm how you know everything everything was funny until it stopped being funny and and that's kind of what that scene represents to some degree also um and then you know earlier in the movie when oj um and i forget kiki palmer's name but she's kiki palmer that's kiki palmer right yeah (laughs) we caught it right um (laughs) Well, when they was talking, you know, and OJ, he's like, well, what do you call a bad miracle? It's a spectacle. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: that's what that turned into. It turned into a spectacle because imagine being in, in, in that studio audience. Yeah, I'm in the studio audience. I'm seeing Gordy's house, you know, Gordy's home. And, and you know, this is probably one of my favorite shows. And I'm in the audience. And then the balloons start popping. Oh, no, wait a minute. What's going on right Right. Now? You know, and it, it, it turns like you said, it turns into a freaking bloodbath because Gordy yeah. kills—he kills the mom, he kills the dad, he maims the the daughter, Ugh. and yeah. that and that whole exchange with him and him and um jupe, because some people was like, well, the only reason why he didn't kill Jupe is because he because jupe they didn't make eye contact, which mm. kind of plays into later in the movie regarding quote unquote the spaceship, right. Um and everything, but if you really pay attention to that when when Gordy looks and sees him, they do make eye contact.
2: Right. And that's that's what I'm saying. I I I heard that too, and it makes a lot of sense, but it was just like, no, because they did make eye contact, mm-hmm. and exactly. that's why I said I feel like, and you know, I'm not trying to be like animals and but and you know what I am. Obviously, Gordy chimp, you know, animals are smart. Yes. And I feel like when it, you know, he just felt to me that they were the same.
1: Yes. Because I don't know if you know. Okay. When when he walks over to the table, I mean, of course, mm-hmm. Jupiter's scared to death. Yeah. And he should be. I mean, seeing yeah. people that, you know, he's been around they're getting murdered in front of him and everything. Right. And when Gordy, Gordy, he actually is like, he motioned for him, like, come on. Like, I did this for us. That's what that kind of gives off. Like, I did this for right. us. Right. Right. And then it's like, okay, I realize he's scared. Let me give him the fist bump. Everything is good with us. We're good. And right before they fist bump, of course, you know, Gordy gets taken out. Um, but I feel like also, too, that that tragic incident surrounding juke, it stayed with him for the rest of his life because when we Mm -hmm. fast forward to current day with him and his you know theme park and the um no excuse me uh the lasso you know experiment and all that right when you look at things that surround it gordy is very much a part of that still yeah he have his kids dressing up as as chimps you know as part of this theme Mm -hmm. um you know he, he has a shrine you know, in a, a, you know, locked away compartment in his office that is for that Gordy show. Yeah. And everything. He's he never got over that. Mm -hmm. It's just like he kind of took it and somewhat manifested it to continue on in his career. And he eventually, you know, with his whole theme park thing that he got going on. But at the same time, it is what Does him in in the end because I guess he felt that well, I could, I somewhat tamed Gordy. I think he had that kind of complex. Like Gordy didn't kill me because I tamed him in some type of way. And I guess he felt, well, I did it once, I can do it again with this alien being.
2: Mm -hmm. And it was like, yeah
1: and well we know what happens there mm-hmm. um but yeah that whole go- like i said that whole gaudy subplot it it really it really spoke volumes a lot too um and there's a lot of commentary with that you know you can't tame a wild beast right uh, to some degree you know
2: well, could- not a
1: wild beast but a wild animal basically
2: right well said though
1: um because i felt like that because i know a lot of people's like, but I didn't understand what the Gordy stuff had to do with the main plot. It's like, well, it yeah. has a lot to do with if you if you really mm-hmm. like paid attention to the signs, like you realize that's what eventually got Jupe and his entire family and all the people there killed, mm-hmm. and that's what saved OJ and you know and every, and, and his, you know and his sister's life really because I mean, well, I get into OJ in a second, but. I know I don't know if you noticed this but whether people like this movie or they don't like this movie for whatever reason if you don't like it mm-hmm. or have reservations about it everyone agrees about that scene when the when the alien comes flying in and snatches all of them up and you mm-hmm. realize that it's not a spaceship that it is a freaking alien itself right because when they fly up in there and that shot of them inside of it and you realize oh my god Mm -hmm. that scene right there creeped me out yeah and yeah I I think that was like the that twist because the whole time you're thinking oh it's a spaceship it's a spaceship Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's a freaking alien in itself it just it just it's like a transformer (laughs) yeah and, and everything but like, okay, so what would you think about, like, when you realize it's not a, it's not a spaceship. It is an alien. Itself. Yeah.
2: I thought that that was so cool because I didn't see that. I thought, like, you know, I thought it was a spaceship. You're just like, oh, man, that's, that's weird that it's just there or whatever. But, and it was done so creative and it felt so, like, that was the, a very, that was another creepy scene. Because I cannot imagine, what can you do at that point?
1: So sure. well. You do. know what I
2: mean? There's <laughs> nothing you can do at all but just accept what's coming to you. And if for some reason, if you fall out of that thing's mouth, you're plummeting to your death.
1: Pretty much. I mean, you're, you know? you're dead either way, but I'm, you know, I Pretty rather, much. well, well, I mean, in, in Angel's case, he, he survived thanks to some barbed wire. Yeah, he sure did. So, because I, I was like, oh, hell. I was like, no, I was like, no, the guy... Geeks, squad though yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how it was too but but yeah that whole that whole scene and and then the fact that you realize when you realize that it's an alien and you know it you realize this thing is flying around and you still hear them screaming mm. uh, then, they're inside this thing for hours that was horrible
2: and it's like like, I, like i'm saying that's truly terrifying i how close you were together and all you can do is just get you're sliding up some weird thing that looks Uh, like a a bouncy house, but it's not a bouncy house. The
1: the bouncy house from hell. (laughs) 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 Oh oh my God. Just think about it. Now it's just kind of creeping me out because yeah,
2: that's what I mean. Like I feel like this movie, it has so many creepy parts and I wasn't expecting that. And even when you think about it, it's like, you know, it doesn't really sound too bad, but come on.
1: Because okay, first
2: off, too, what I loved about it, like I've always wanted to go to a um, it's been a dream of mine to go to like a ranch. That's why I'm not gonna lie, because we talked about this. I kind of live in the middle of nowhere. Yes. You know, so um not I mean, at least I can see where my neighbors are, <laughs> you know, unlike them. So um I actually have like neighbors but i love the fact that their ranch looks so beautiful and peaceful you know and we when we get that opening scene and we're talking about spoilers here when we get that opening scene and keith david he's on his horse and then something hits him and i'm like oh my god what is that because i'm can you imagine you're just out there then something there's nothing you can do Oh, no. there's no way that he was going to survive that And I felt like that would have just been, clearly it was like very traumatic for OJ, Mm -hmm. you know? And, you know, I really like the character OJ because he was strong without having to be the loud one or always talking all the time. I love like just people like that, not just characters, people like that, you know? And I'm someone who's very loud. So I I like to talk, (laughs) but I I love when, with with people like that, because it's like, he was smart. He was very resourceful. He clearly, clearly cared about his family, He cared about his dad, the business, his sister, mm-hmm. you know, and the fact that he had to be at that house and he was trying to do all that stuff by himself, you know, after his dad died.
1: Yep. You know? And then his sister comes in, you know, with all the bravado and just, you know, how she was, I mean, I, I enjoy that scene for, from her of where she just, because, you know, you get it from two sides. You get it with O.J you know, when they had the whole um, shoot and everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, OJ is the one that's supposed to give the, you know, the monologue and everything. And he's just like, yeah, you know, my family, you know, you know like, this ain't what I do, but I mean, yeah. I, I'll fumble through it if I got to. but Yeah. And then she comes in and she just, you know, da, 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 yes. it's like, you know, and
2: she she puts likes on a, to sing and dance
1: on the side. Yes. Yes, and she's a filmmaker. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, don't be promoting your stuff on like what are you doing? You know, right. type of thing. But I, I but like you said, they felt like a real family because you know, we have someone like a Kiki Palmer or an OJ in our family. I feel like I'm I lean more towards the OJ side a little bit. Same. Um, but speaking of daniel i mean I, I i i feel like this is kiki's breakout role which is kind of crazy cuz she's been mm-hmm. in a lot of movies but right. she's
2: been out forever
1: but this feels like her movie you know she is she is looked at as the star of yeah. the film but i feel like daniel does a lot with just emotion he he, he never loses it at all in this movie you know he, he does a lot of acting with his eyes and I never realized that in Get Out because mm-hmm. he kind of gives somewhat of a similar-ish performance I mean his character in Get Out I felt like he represented us as the audience because we we're kind of going through it as he's going through it right but in this movie it's like his eyes tell the story of what mm-hmm. he's seeing what's going on it just and it just something about him and and jordan you know collaborating together is it, it, they they are a good duo um mm-hmm. and everything and the fact i know some people it's like well, why why would you why would you you know turn down being in wakanda forever to do this and it's like well what in wakanda forever he's a side character right that's what i was going to say here he is a main focus Mm -hmm. and And not that there's anything wrong with exactly yeah there's nothing wrong with that and hell Mm -hmm. he can always come back It's not like you know he won't be around right so you can always bring it back in another movie and everything Mm -hmm. but i feel like he made the the right choice of doing this movie because honestly i don't i can't really think of anybody who could have given the performance that he gave Right, I feel the same way. And like I say, he do, he he's an actor that really, and it's and it's a rare thing that can just give you a great performance with minimum dialogue. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to say a lot, but his it just the action. It's just the action. He okay. This this is the scene. I got to look up. My eyes tell the whole story. Literally. Yeah and i think that's the reason why i posted that picture on twitter of him <laughs> looking up like that was that was literally me i'm like what the hell did i do right? the last two hours like that's
2: that's that was me coming out of the theater
1: and and granted i did look up because i started looking at clouds a lot differently <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like i was like Atlas hold wait has that cloud moved in the last hour <laughs> like wait, wait a minute and you I, I get
2: know. snatched up from looking
1: yeah you look directly and and that's the that's the other thing, comparing it back to um, the whole thing with Gordy of not making eye contact where OJ realized, OK, I have to treat this. I can't tame this beast. I can't tame this wild animal. So I have to I acknowledge it and I bow to it. I understand what it is. And it, it looks at me, OK, you obey me.
3: Mm hmm.
1: So I will not, but if you look me directly in the eye, that's your you're defying me. That's exactly. what, that's, what I, that's yeah, that's what I kind of started to realize about. And it's funny that they they nicknamed it Jean Jacket after one of their horses, <laughs> um, yeah, and everything, but yeah, they named it Jean Jacket. Like you couldn't tame, they couldn't tame Jean Jacket, even though which I, I wanted to know more about that whole backstory about me, them, too, <laughs> about <laughs> the whole Scorpion King. <laughs>
2: And everything, like, wait a minute, really? I love when he put on that, you know, sweatshirt.
1: Yes, <laughs> <It is laughs> <a swap-y. laughs> right? Oh, um, but yeah, it's just I, I like I said, there's subtle things in the movie, and I think, I think when it comes on, you know, Blu ray or if it goes to a streaming service or something like that, I, I really hope people watch it more like multiple times, too. Mm-hmm. and you probably start to. See a more of that subtleness that is on display. Right. Um, but but okay, so one of the things I want to bring up too is the social commentary in this film. Now it is it isn't like at the forefront like get out or what was being said in us. Um, but there is some social commentary in this movie. Now, do you have any like thoughts about some of the social commentary me- messages that that you feel was probably being you know put out there in this movie
2: i i do and you know a lot of people i don't know if you heard this with first a lot of people were saying that they felt like this didn't feel like a Jordan Field film mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like uh are you sure you know uh because i feel like it definitely still is. Um, I just feel like it's in a different um, form, you know, or not even in a different form. It's just that his stories are so well layered. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, you, you hung up? No, 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 I'm okay. <laughs> no, I'm Okay. Li- no, I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> okay, well, this kind of goes back with the characters, what I was talking about. I love the fact that with the characters, when we talk. we both agree we love how diverse the characters are. So basically, um, you know, OJM and Angel, um, with the help from antlers, (laughs) they both just with those main three, they are trying to ultimately capture this creature, this alien thing on camera. And they want to be the people to capture, you know, that they want to be, I don't want to say famous, but obviously you can make money from that stuff, from, from those sightings. Yeah yeah you can make a lot of money and i and they want that nothing wrong with that so this is what i was talking about earlier when i was saying how i would be curious but i wouldn't do all that you know i would kindly pack my things rent the house out it could be an airbnb for people to stay good luck you know i mean and i'm I'm sorry i'm scared that's a whole alien i'm just a girl in the world you know but um i felt like when it comes to the characters uh, basically, it was like he was putting at the forefront people who are always considered to be the side characters or, quote unquote, the butt of jokes. Yeah. You have a black man and he's a very he seems to like a very peaceful, soft spoken man. So you even when he was trying to explain on on set to people not to look the horse in its eyes, but they didn't listen, you know um with that then you have his sister in she's a black woman and she's a lesbian yes you know so for some reason not even just on sitcoms but it's like once again butt of the joke and then you have angel who's a hispanic man latin man and he you know he fits in because again you know butt of the joke type of thing but then also looking at it what's what's going on in america clearly with black people, what's going on in America with Latin people, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And so it's just kind of like to put them up at the forefront, you know, where they are the main characters. It was just something that was again, refreshing to see. So that's, that's what really excited me about that. Where it's just like, they were the, they were the heroes at the end of it all,
1: you know? Yeah. Um. So, oh well. To kind of piggyback off the whole angel thing, I mean, he he was a Geek Squad member, and (laughs) he had a girlfriend who I guess was like a (laughs) reality star, something like that. Yeah. Then she ended up leaving him. He was he was heartbroken. You know, he he was he was going through grief, and I guess he felt like he needed to be a part of something, no matter how crazy that it was but he had to be a part of something and he did just kind of finesse himself into this whole thing it's like wait a minute we got our equipment for you why are you watching what we're doing dude like like (laughs) what are you doing like but in a way it was kind of good that he did because he pointed out like hey that thing isn't moving right and everything and it's just and i I like like it's funny how one thing that joy Peel does with the characters too is that especially i would say the the main three is ojm and angel those are our main three mm-hmm. jupe he kind of comes in and out antlers he comes in and then he goes out um but um those three i i like how they play off of each other because yeah. wait angel becomes almost like family mm-hmm. he does way. and yeah It just, you really do develop a connection with these characters. And Mm -hmm. because I, and I I think once again, it's because of the fact that you're in this isolated valley to be, you know, whatever. And, you know, you don't really know, okay, what exactly we're dealing with. You can't really run and hide nowhere. (laughs) I mean, you 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 can, can but how long can you? you hide in a barn or in their house for you know you know without being killed or something yeah and i mean that scene you know when when jean jacket when he finally digests jupin and and the people
0: mm-hmm. and everything
1: and just that scene of their blood and everything just raining down on the house and then i mean i never hear um i wear my sunglasses at night the same every year because it's the slow <laughs> chopped and screwed version hey
2: that was a, i don't know that sounds hot though
1: i mean i because and it's on the soundtrack because i would not i, I, I listen to it that's great and, and yeah that version but it, but it's creepy though and it, it, but i'm trying to figure out like how do, okay is jordan peele just sitting somewhere like oh I, I wonder how this song sounds you know slowed down chopped and you know chopped down like, mm-hmm. how does it because i mean he did the same thing with um with Looney's, uh i got five on it you know for the trailer for uh for for um what was it us us yeah yeah you know and that whole don't don't you know just the way it slowed down mm-hmm. and then with with you know again a song that you wouldn't think that has like a sinister feel to it but when you slow it down i will my. you know it it turns into a completely different song especially with that scene playing like i say, you hear the people screaming oh and and, but i I, you know what this movie does have some dark humor to it because that scene with oj when he comes back and he sees jean jacket up there and you know he opens the door he looks up he goes nope (laughs) like i'm I'm not getting that like i'm not doing
2: yeah like and and i also when he is just like um when the he didn't like that the creature didn't like that fake horse yes oh my god that part was that part kind of like made me jump and just since we're around we're around the same um scene or whatever i one of my favorite scenes Mm-hmm. Is with the you know the the blood dripping on the house yes. that made me say no. That was one of the scariest scenes, like besides my seeing inside of the creature, yeah. because what can you do but wait until it's over? Like I know some people were joking around and saying, "Oh, it's like the house is pooping on them." Listen, that's still a house, literally a house dripping blood. That's mm-hmm. like a Jallo movie. I it creeped me out so bad because it was dark. You hear this loud like these this loud sound and then literally blood dripping and you know where that's people that's yes. people that's that's horses that's everything that it just sucked up and ate
1: and and of course my favorite part after that when antler shows up
0: you know you got a wheelchair on your roof
1: <laughs> <laughs> he.
2: <laughs> His character, man, is so interesting. It is. You know, I still to this day, I'm wondering what was he editing, like what was he editing on his screen. <sighs> I, don't, I don't. We know. need to see that film.
1: Yeah, he he has something going on. And mm-hmm. but okay, so okay, now that we're talking about Andrews, because I, I do have some thoughts about him. <clears throat> okay, so he is the director of the shoot that oj and m is doing at the beginning and he just looks bored so i (laughs) was like yeah i'm just here for a paycheck basically it's like he's just kind of going through the motions at this point we don't know what got him to this point but it just felt like he was looking for something right and even when they initially called him because they felt like he you know he's the guy who can get the impossible shot that did kind of stroke his ego a little bit but it's like uh, no, I'm not interested. He right. only gets interested with what happened at Jupe's. Mm-hmm. Then he gets interested, like, okay, something's going on here. And then when he gets there, he notices that cloud ain't moved in an hour. You got that's crazy. Why he don't say it, but he's looking like, why the hell is your house covered in blood? Why is a wheelchair? There? What the hell is going on here? Mm-hmm. And then when he finally sees Jean Jacket. And I mean, I did like the fact that his stuff was, you know, it wasn't it it was more of a futuristic type of setup that he had, you know, with his rigs and everything. I did like that. Right. Um, But my question to you is. Why did he do what he ends up doing? Why did he sacrifice himself?
2: I think kind of what you mentioned already, um, he was doing it for that perfect shot. And he really he didn't have. I don't want to say he didn't have anything, but it just seemed like he did not want to live, you know, Mm -hmm. um, remember he was coughing and, you know, so clearly an an angel saw him like taking some pills. So clearly something was going on with him. He was sick or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that this was the last thing that he wanted to do. He wanted to get that perfect shot. Because at first, like I said, I was like, "Why would he do that?" I thought he was going to be running off with the footage, you know. But
1: um, it's all mine. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's that's what I thought. He seemed like he would he would have been that guy, but I think kind of you know he was sick and um, you know, he kind of he didn't want to be alive anymore. That's I'm, the vibe that I you know I, I got from it.
1: I mean, well, to kind of to kind of feed off of that, uh maybe he was thinking too, you know, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out doing what I love. Right. And I'm going to get this perfect shot. Mm -hmm. Because he was still filming. Now, we don't know, did the camera fall back down to the, did it fall back to the ground? Because if it did, he has the the perfect shot because he goes, you know, he flies up into jean jacket. So, he's still filming the whole time.
3: Yeah.
1: And we know that everything that's you know metal and whatever it falls back to the ground so did they get that footage
2: yeah honestly i'm I'm not too sure i think that i would hope that they did you know
1: yeah i hope so too yeah i because I I, I I just i kind of make that part up like the camera fell back down they end up getting it and this what helps along with the pictures that m gets at the end mm-hmm um and kind of okay kind of getting into that um where you know they're basically out there they putting on a show at this point they, they're putting on a show there's no there's no audience but they're putting on the show even jean jacket is putting on the show when he comes flying in sideways
3: mm-hmm.
2: and
1: just that whole shot and it's like again yeah. the cinematography in this and this is all in broad daylight broad and, daylight yeah. It's not at night. It's like we're putting everything on display at this Mm -hmm. point. And you got OJ on, I think the horse, was it Ghost? I think that's the horse.
2: I think so, yeah.
1: No, wait, 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 no.
2: Wait, which
1: Uh, horse? That wasn't Ghost? Well, I thought Ghost was the the white horse that was um, OJ, well, senior, oldest senior. I thought that was his horse, the one that gets taken at night. Mm. I thought that I thought that was those because remember all the horses got title cars too which was interesting Mm -hmm. which I'm still kind of trying to figure that out why did all the horses get title cars but I forgot exactly what the uh the horse that was OJ's horse name um but that was the one that he sold well that was the one that was at um the first shoot and that's the one that he sold to Juke. that was supposed to get taken by jean jacket but jean jacket never took him Mm. Now, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if you have yeah, any I, theories about that.
2: Yeah, I don't remember the name of, of the horses though, honestly. But uh, I just I'm
3: sorry, ghost. Was... <laughs> I just yeah,
1: ghost.
2: yeah, because that's what I thought, but yeah.
1: yeah. I don't know, but but I mean, do, do you have any thoughts about why Jean Jacket never took O.J.'s horse? Um, I'm not too sure. I never even noticed that. Because that you know, that was the horse that was supposed to be taken, you know, in the starro, you know, lasso experience. But he didn't take him. He took the people, but he didn't take the horse.
2: Oh, well, I I thought it was because it couldn't really get to and it it probably didn't want that plastic thing. Because remember the the fake horse or whatever it was, it made him sick. sick.
1: And and the and the um the flags too. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. give me these damn
2: flags. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so that's why I assume that it didn't um, take the horse because it couldn't get to it
1: but even when OJ you know when he ends up getting off the horse and he tells him to run off he still never took the horse
2: it seemed like it wanted to focus more on OJ because or even with him because of after what they did it didn't yeah. like that fake yeah you know what I mean those balloons or not balloons <laughs> well was it a balloon well, the little... the, uh, the, 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 the
1: waving arms yeah those yeah those, those guys the blow-ups yeah. or whatever they call them i forgot exactly they're so they cool them. and even they made those look creepy in this movie
2: <laughs> because i love seeing them just kind of like deflate like
1: that yeah and then they come back up we're back to life yeah we're back everything um but yeah that whole like that last i want to say last what 30 minutes Basically, it's just that is a spectacle in a way because, like I said, you got a whole display. You got a got a man on a horse getting chased down by this alien creature, and then you get this weird TMZ dude come out there with this damn helmet on, and he got what he deserved.
2: He got exactly. I was gonna say he literally got what he deserved, (laughs) and you know, like I said, when he kept on asking like, "Oh, don't you want to be famous?" and it's just kind of like I felt like so many people in that movie they wanted to be famous and i will not name this person but remember i know you know who i'm talking about when he put out a tweet how much he didn't like the movie ah. and it, exactly and it's so ironic because the movie was made for someone made about someone like you you know pretty much
1: pretty much yes that and that's a perfect that's that's a perfect example and, that, and i think that's one of the the commentaries in this movie too is that how we're in a day and age now that we're so quick to pull out a camera our phones and just start recording. Yeah. We want to record everything. But everything mm-hmm. doesn't need to be documented. You can't always tame the wild animal. You can't yeah. always put it on display.
2: And sometimes, you know,
1: just live in the moment. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, granted, this thing need to be seen because, okay. When everything starts going to hell, after antlers gets gets got and um angel almost gets gets eaten also mm-hmm. and when it when it gets to the point of okay um you need to get the hell out of the house because he's about to destroy the freaking house and then he transforms into this look like a damn witch or or angel or whatever the hell he transforms into at this point and that whole standoff <laughs> That, but it, but it's like a standoff with him with 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 OJ and Jean Jacket after it morphs and transforms and then you got the I guess that's the mouth coming out and so like what the hell yeah. was that? That is crazy. It just it just becomes this whole freaky thing and and then we get the uh what they call well it's the Akira shot you know anyone who watches anime and everything. Oh where, my,
2: That scene was epic.
1: Yeah, with you know we, with with him you know going to. Jupes um place and like I say, it's deserted. You know, a tragic event has happened there. Yeah, and you you can and I, that's one thing I like about it. you can still feel like something bad happened here. You know, something bad happened there. You can feel it. Yeah, and I did like how they, you know, basically foreshadowed that that camera was going to come back into play, mm-hmm. and how she she okay, how do I want to say this? So even in death jupe actually helps them <laughs> because when she releases the the what was it the lasso kid or i forgot exactly what he because he was on another he, i think he was in a movie or something that's what that character is supposed to be based off of and when she releases the little floaty to it's like okay we're gonna have this standoff and he got his you know his, his hand out his finger out like it's a gun and jean jacket like i say morphs into this angel witch looking you know form yeah. and
2: that looks I, so cool though by the way
1: yeah it's like this whole standoff in, in the clouds and jean Jack is like you're looking at me <laughs> it's like I don't like you staring at me type of thing and then with it you know Emma's down there trying to crank the on thing I gotta put a quarter in every time because she's trying to get, <laughs> get that she's trying to get her perfect shot yeah and she ends up getting it and, you know, Jean Jack ends up eating the doggone thing. And it's like, oh, no. <laughs> <You> know, just, <laughs> and then he pops. It's like, what the hell? Like, this is how you get, get killed by a freaking bubble you know, bubble wrap or whatever the hell he made out of. I don't know. Um, Just, like, how do you feel about the ending? Do you feel the ending fits the entire movie?
2: I think that it does because at this point, that was always their goal. So they received their, they were able to capture it on, on camera, you know, um, and they were able to destroy it. And so at this point, I don't, I wouldn't even want to see anything else. You know, I know there were like a lot of people who were curious and they wanted to know more and which is understandable, but I don't know. I felt very satisfied with the ending.
1: Well, me too. Uh, I mean, there is one thing I do want to discuss about it, but. Mm -hmm. I will say this, as far as where Jean Jacket came from, how did he get get there? Right. We didn't didn't need to know that. Exactly.
2: And and I I saw like a lot of people, a lot of people asking those questions. And there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, I just kind of felt like satisfied with keeping it unknown. Like, you know what I mean? That's it's a movie that doesn't handhold. Yeah. And that's something that I'm not a fan of
1: yeah yeah i never i never like I one thing and i think you agree with this too about movies whether it's a horror movie or like a suspense thrill or something i as a as a watcher i don't feel like i should know more than the characters in the movie right and i don't need everything told to me you can do it in subtle ways of getting apart, like the whole thing with antlers okay we know he was taking pills yeah he's sick that's 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 what we can we can call that's the only thing we can come up with he had do do we know that for a fact no but it's presented in a way of okay he's clearly dealing with something it's not a main focus Mm -hmm. keep it right so but yeah you know there's some people they just i gotta know everything type of thing (laughs) um (laughs) but um, the one thing, that, the last thing I did want to bring up is that final shot of O.J. on the horse, which I, I love seeing black folks on horses in movies lately. Oh, me too. Um, But that last shot. Is he alive or is that just M's projecting his image?
2: I feel like he's alive. Okay. Okay. I do. I know you probably don't, but I do. No, because, no, no,
1: I no, I do. I do actually.
2: Because you know, he was smart. Like of course he would sacrifice himself for his sister. So I can mm-hmm. totally see why, you know, it, it's like that. But M is everything that's been going on, she seemed of sane mind, you know. Yeah. So I don't think that she would be. I mean, she literally was in a house that was bleeding.
3: <laughs> you know,
2: <laughs> so so I feel like um Th- th- that that trauma I don't know if the trauma would have came from that so I think that um I really do feel like he was alive well maybe I, I don't know maybe I just feel that way because I, I really like him and I would, I like to think that he's still alive but in my mind you know he is still very much alive
1: I mean I I, I kind of compare it to the ending of Inception mm-hmm. it did did leo get out of the dream world or is he still in it because he puts the the top down is spinning It's just spinning and then it like right Christopher Nolan does a great job of right when it's about to topple cuts it so you don't yeah. so it it leaves you like okay is he in the real world or is he still in the dream world we never know
0: right and
1: even with, I feel like that's what Jordan kind of does here a little bit of where we don't get a close up shot of OJ, it's just the smoke kind of clears just enough, and you see him on the horse in that profile shot, and then it cuts.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's like, is he alive, or is that just she just projecting seeing her brother there? I right. want to, I want to believe that he survived because Same. because he of everybody, OJ is the one who truly understood how to deal with animals Mm
3: -hmm.
1: he's the only one you know because he's the one that figured out don't look directly at it Mm -hmm. you know treat it in a way of where you you're giving it respect you you're respecting what it is everyone and and that was the thing about juke he didn't respect it he felt that he could tame it because he felt that he tamed gordy in some type of way and that's what got him killed in, you know, in the end. Because he felt like, I'm taming this animal, but the animal bit the hand literally that was feeding him. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, so he didn't get killed by Gordy, but you get killed by a freaking alien that swallowed you up. You, you and your whole family at that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, for anyone, if you haven't seen Nope, hopefully you 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 didn't listen to the the spoilery parts of this hopefully (laughs) you you stopped and went and saw the movie and then came back and listened to the spoilery stuff but um i mean it's a great i I do plan on seeing it one more time while it's in the movie theater
2: same yeah actually i didn't i just wanted to give myself enough space before i checked it out again
1: yeah i mean that was kind of one reason why i waited a little bit after the movie came out, before I even wanted to do this episode. I didn't want to do right. it, like, right away. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to let the movie sit for a while, because since, since I've seen the movie, and maybe you the same way, you know, you kind of still think about certain scenes from the movie. Yeah. It's just, like, randomly, like, certain scenes, because that's, I mean, that scene of them, like I said, the bouncy house, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because, you know, you see, you know, a few times earlier in the movie, You have that shot from inside what we think is the spaceship, and we're trying to figure out okay, what exactly is what what is going on here? What is this? And then that shot where you see them flying up, it's just like, it's just like ah, this is just insane. I don't get creeped out too often, but right, but that is it sticks with me. So Jordan Peele did his job, you know. You get something, like I said, it's a conversations. Starter, it it makes people have you know what they call cooler talk, you know, right? Talk about it. Um, so before we wrap it up, um, is there anything else from the movie that you want to discuss before we get out of here? Or
2: I just want to just kind of like piggyback on what you were saying about if you haven't seen it, to check it out at least just one time. Um, I feel like people should experience this movie because it is an experience um but yeah it's it's just again i i felt very refreshed by it so even if you're not the biggest fan of it i do feel like it, it's a conversation
1: piece and very much so um and it's definitely going to be coming into my collection when it comes out to oh, same and if i'm if i'm projecting this right it should be coming out probably close to october that's a to, good time to buy. I, I I really hope so. And it'd be perfect if it does. Um, yeah. So, um, thank you again, Zeno, of course, for joining me. Thank but, you so
2: much for, for having me as always. And yeah. I just, we would just have like a great conversation. Yes,
1: we do. And, and this, and this felt like a, like two friends just get behind the microphone, and have a conversation. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Yeah, so if there's anything you would like to promote or plug, uh, the floor is yours.
3: Um, Sure,
2: if you guys want to uh, follow me on social media, I'm uh, on Twitter, Lovely Zena, and then I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, Real Queen of Horror. But I would highly recommend, once again, checking out this movie.
1: Yes, definitely. Check it out. And, And tell Jordan Peele that we told you to come see his movie. Yeah, because we're Jay and I, we are good friends with him. Yes, yes. Um one day, and I you know, one day we have to we have to we have to manifest it, right? You know, sure. to manifest it. <laughs> um, but of course with me, I mean you can find me on the Twitters, of course, at um my personal page, the J Giles, or you can follow the TV Zone Podcast Network as well. Find all the podcasts, movie talk, and all the other shows that are part of the network as well. Um yeah, this is a movie edition episode, which I, like I say I do every so often. And I felt like this one was a good one to do for a movie edition episode for TV Zone. Um, kind of got an idea for what I might do a, another one, but I'm not sure I want to mention it just yet. Okay. Uh, but yeah, any last words? Zena?
2: Just thank you again for, for having me. And thank you all for listening. We love you.
1: Well, I I couldn't end it better than that. So that's how we're going to end it. So thank you guys for listening and peace.